Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, they're going to get jokes off with the way me and James are dressed. Well, like, Jesus I'm the, Christ. I'm the, old, I'm the only get the city memo. slicker here. You didn't get the memo. I didn't have a flannel for flannel day, and I guess <laughs> James and I are, are making up for it here. Did you watch the quarterback one? I watched, like, I watched uh, a little bit. I don't think, cool. I don't think I cool. saw a full episode. Did you watch any of that stuff, James? No, and it, yeah, I, don't I have didn't. Time for I that. tried, like I, I, I don't. It just didn't hook me very quick. It showed a little different side left. of Pat Mahomes, I thought, from what I saw. Like okay. he's, he's a little more, uh, he's a little more intense than maybe I thought. Is that Peyton and Eli's? I don't know. Is I that Peyton? and I think Eli's it's Omaha Productions because I know they're going to be. On, yeah, it should be because they're going to be on this NBA one too. Oh, really? Okay. It's going to be Omaha Productions, um, Barack Obama's thing, and then LeBron's. Ah, got you. Um, Hammer, what do you think about uh, this 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 series that uh, Domas is going to be a part of? I think it's huge for him. Like, look, this is a guy who can't get the respect that he deserves on the court. Um, as far as, like, I, I mean off the court, on the court, like fan voting and all that stuff. You have the Kevin O'Connor thing, and and that's you know sentiment of uh, maybe a handful of journalists out there, but um, you know this is a guy that if he makes a if he makes the All Star team this year, that's that's number four, right? So he's like one or two away from like being Hall of Fame status. This is a way for him to for me to get himself out there as just sort of the cool gentleman dude that he is off the court too. And uh, I, I think he'll pick up a lot of fans around uh, around the world that that will watch that. And um, so I, I think it's a good thing for him. This is like being around him all the time. Like we don't get to see all the sides of Domas that that his teammates do, but I get to see plenty of it. And he's funny. He's you know he's just a a real fun loving guy. And I, I think that like this will humanize him a little bit. And, and take away some some of that sort of sort of stoic thing that you get on the court from him. Yeah, one of the things that we just couldn't believe, and and it to our we, we follow the team, we know these guys like or you know know them as much as we can, uh, aside from somebody outside of Sacramento. But like when everything was going on last year with uh, Sabonis and Draymond during the playoffs, like it was crazy to hear. The, the people in the Bay Area talk about, oh, Domas is this, he's that, you know, he's a ten- And we're like, you guys are crazy. Like, this is the furthest thing. Like, he's number one, like, probably the nicest guys you'll meet. And the last thing he wants is extra attention. And this, to your point, James, this will maybe give the rest of the NBA world an insight to what we feel we already know about Domas. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's that's the purpose of these shows, right? It's to give you a glimpse behind the scenes of – 
of maybe who these guys are that you you just had no idea. And uh, for me, again, I've spent enough time with him, uh, not just like in huddles, but like I'm in the locker room in pregame every night and I hang out. I don't pull my recorder out very often and and actually record and, you know, ask people questions. I'm just like, I try to be part of their culture, part of their world and allow, you know, we all have conversations, not, it's not all the time that I'm talking to these guys, but you know, I do get to see some of the fun side of him. And I, I just think he's a good dude. And I, I think that's what you'll walk away from, from this thing. Uh, you know, he's a family guy. He's got two little ones at home. Uh, you know, they've, they've really like bought into what, what's going on here in Sacramento and the family vibe. And, uh, I, you know, and not only that, but he's got a really interesting story. Like I still haven't got to sit down and write the you know the uh the son of a legend story that he is um you know it's it's something that you know we don't get to see arvidas all the time and uh we don't get to no one gets to sit sit down with him but it would be cool to tell that story of being a a player who his dad is just this gigantic human being both on the court and in real life, I mean, he's seriously one of the biggest people you're ever going to meet. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to to dive into that story and really be able to tell it. Vince McMahon would have loved Arvidas. Oh man, he would have beat he would have beat he would have beat Hogan in '91. Yeah, he would have been. He absolutely sure. would have beat Hulk Hogan in 1991. <laughs> what are you doing messing around with this basketball? Come over here. <laughs> I can hear it. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM KRX QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the 1320. Uh, uh, where, what are we live on? It just switched up on us. It hasn't been the same for four years. It's the Odyssey app. I'm about to say, did it? Nope, it's not. I'm just an idiot, and I I can't read what's directly in front of me. We're live on the free Odyssey app. We're live on the TuneIn app. We're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter uh, as well. You can listen to us in Damien's spaceship from anywhere. Yeah, or yours. Or James's. James's. Because like jackasses, we park all right next to each other. (laughs) Um, Sophomore class right there, all the big hot shots. Walking in, walking into work with our well, Letterman's jacket you said, on. You said we're the clique. We are. Well, boy, I'm telling you, <laughs> we are the three I'm best friends that anyone could ever That's facts. have. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't get the clique reference. <laughs> He'd be the kid in the clique reference. He'd be the one, two, three kid. You look this up later, James. You look this up later, James. Um, let's stay with Domas though, because Domas had a monster performance last night, and I want to make sure we start there. There's Plenty of other things we could talk about in in as it pertains to that Detroit Pistons game, Hammer. But can we please start with the thirty-seven point performance from Demontis Sabonis, which I had said earlier in this week. I don't think we're gonna ever gonna get that from Domas because I, I just didn't. That's I don't. That's just not how he's gonna play. Uh, and literally days later, he goes out there and and has a thirty-seven. Not only a thirty-seven point performance, but a pretty hefty thirty-seven point triple double. Mm. Yeah, I know I know you guys won't get this reference at all, but I'm sure some of my Try friends me. out there will. There's this scene in Goonies where no, no. they're they're trying to escape the pirate ship and and get out while the walls are falling around them and Sloth lifts up a rock and holds the rock up while everybody else scurries between his legs to safety and then he gets trapped inside. And then eventually he escapes, but that to me is exactly what Domas was last night. He was the walls around him were crumbling. 
it was nothing but chaos and a bunch of guys who forgot to set their alarm clocks and he's just battling saying, please let me hold on and give us enough that when we ride this thing out, we still have a shot. And sure enough, he did, you know, he ends up with a huge night, but realistically his work in the first quarter, while that thing all hell broke loose and they couldn't defend anybody was just a masterclass in how to be a, a, a strong leader and a teammate. Just like, look, I, I get it. None of you guys got it. You guys don't have it tonight. You'll get it eventually, but until then, I'm going to hold down the fort. And then we saw Malik Monk come in the game and was like, oh, no, no, this isn't happening. What happened in Charlotte is not happening again. I'm not getting pulled after five minutes. Mm. I'm going to jump on board. And the next thing you know, Keegan Murray says, oh, wait. That's that guy that was drafted after me that they took the pictures with with the top four picks and I wasn't in the picture. I've got it now. And so we saw this sort of this this momentum build. But the key was Domas being able to just keep them within striking distance early in the game because it was a hot mess. And until everyone else woke up to me, again, he's uh, he's just such a, a star for this team. Yeah, not everyone. Some people, up. some people, uh, alarm clock had AM and not PM. They just mm-hmm. never, they just never woke up. <laughs> like, uh, five, what, what was it? Five o'clock start. So seven o'clock start over there. It was seven AM on there, some people's iPhones. There, there are some people's alarm clocks that I think might be set for February 9th at this point. <laughs> just a, there's a countdown. True, on, true that. There's, <laughs> there's a countdown on their phone. Just. All right, yeah. facts. Twenty-seven facts. days, fourteen hours. <laughs> Goodness gracious! It, it was a unique game. We were talking about this with Will Z a few minutes ago, with the fact that they couldn't hit the three. They hit, uh, th- th- think it was three in the whole first half, but just were absolutely dominant in the paint. It's the first time, and I'm sure it's happened more, but it's been glaring recently. It was the first time I remember. Oh, three's not dropping. Okay, let's do something else. Oh, Domas is cooking. Let's just keep giving the ball to him two feet from the rim. And he finished. Yeah, what they have, 82 points in the paint. I think it's the highest in their history. Um, yeah, it, that was... 82 to 46 like was the final uh, the tally. For the 82 two. to... Wow. 82 to 46. And I'll tell you, that's not the craziest most points in the paint I've ever seen. Like, I, my first year, the Denver Nuggets rolled in with George Carl and put on the most incredible clinic I've ever seen. I think they had they had something like 92 points in the paint. They had one jump shot that went in and a couple of free throws, like the entire game. They they didn't make threes, they didn't make jump shots. It was all points in the paint. And it was it was an embarrassing game to watch for for the Kings. Sounds um, like it. But but like look like sometimes you got to grow up and you got to play smart basketball and you got to climb back into a game. You can't just let every game that gets out of hand just be a blowout. And this is twice now we've seen them claw back into a game that they had no business being part of uh, this and the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks game, but that's good. It's a sign of something. Um, I know it's not a sign that they're, that they're learning how to not go down big in a game, but uh, it certainly is showing you that, that maybe they're, they're figuring out that the game isn't over in the first quarter, mm. which it it's felt like a couple of times a season where they're just like, all right, well, we're lo- losing this one. Might as well pack it in. Uh, and that's how you lose 10 games by double figures out of your first 14. 
So, yeah, I, I think there was a little bit of learning in that. And, and you know, can they do it on, on the second night of a back-to-back against a, a team that beat you like this last time? James, I, I've been saying a couple of different times today, I said, you know what, this Kings team, and I was thinking about it as they were giving up 47 points in the first quarter. I said, they're trying to, they're trying to tell us something. They're talking to us. And I, I can't decipher what they're trying to tell us, but they're trying to tell us something. Now, we've speculated, I've speculated on what that could be. And I think I came around to the fact that they are, everybody is waiting for a move to be made so they can move forward. And not necessarily like they, the people who aren't going to be traded want the move to be made, but they want to know who they got going moving forward. And I, I feel that's what I kept coming around to is the uncertainty is really bothering this team right now. No, I, I get you. And that's where I, I kind of circle Harrison Barnes and say, like, look, he looks distracted. Um, you know, the first two plays of the game, I tweeted out after the first two plays of the game. Oh, look at that. Harrison Barnes is being aggressive. He took the ball to the hole in the first, like one of the first possessions. I think it was the first possession. And he kicked it to the corner, and they missed a three. Then the next time he came down, he took it right to the basket, and he got fouled. He goes to the free throw line, and you're thinking, okay, maybe Harrison Barnes is going to have a game. And he bricks both free throws. Then he finishes half with, I think it was something like eight minutes, zero for zero from the field, 0 for two from the free throw line, one assist, no rebounds, zero points, zero fouls, zero turnovers. It was just like, man, that's a ghost. Like, What is happening? And, you know, I, I, he's such a pro's pro when it comes to, you know, this stuff normally. But I think this time around, it, it may have got under his skin. Like hearing that he was almost traded for Pascal Siakam last week. Um, I, I think that that's sort of jarring. I think that he, when he, he walked into this contract, he understood that there's a good chance he wouldn't see the end of it in Sacramento. And that the Kings, if nothing else, were doing him a favor by giving him 17, 18, and 19 million over three years with a 15% trade kicker on top of it. So if he does get traded, he was going to walk away with another six or seven million bucks. I, I think all of that stuff is now like playing out because it doesn't feel good to be on the block. It doesn't feel good for everyone around the league to be throwing your name into every trade. And this is year one of your contract. If you if it doesn't happen right now, there's a good chance it's happening this summer. There's a good chance you're going through all of this again next February if it doesn't happen this summer. And so you you just really do have the the realization of what it is to be that guy on your team right now. The guy who who is very likely not going to be there after February 8th. Um, you know, and, and that's tough because I think Harrison has put a lot of heart and soul into being a Sacramento King over the last five plus years. And, you know, maybe like I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway here when it comes to just this is a tough time uh, and a lot of players handle it differently. Mm -hmm. And I think he's probably going to figure it out. But for right now, it doesn't feel really good. And I mean, look at how it's manifesting in Kevin Herter. I mean, the guy can't hit a shot at all, even when he does earn his starting spot back by playing hard and and played hard last night. He had the big block. He had five rebounds. He had five assists. But man, you're known around the league as a shooter and you can't shoot. That's tough. And I I think with every player, it's different. But for him, it, you know, it's he 
it's manifesting in his ability to shoot and Harrison, it might be manifesting in his aggressiveness or his willingness to call for the ball and, and just be a louder, you know, part of the rotation. Hammer, if that's the case, if, if yours and Kenny's a, a, a assessment of what's going on with this team is, is, is the case, James, we've got like a, a little less than a month before the trade deadline. We've got a ton of basketball games to play. Is this what we're doing for the next month? Man, I hope not. I hope that one of these alerts that comes in from from Shams or Oj, uh, or that we <laughs> or that we get the news. Yeah, you know we're breaking something. That's what I hope uh, that that something happened rather than later. And look, look, I, I think the Kings are are definitely in that. They are looking to improve today. They're not trying to wait around February eighth. That's that's a just a mystical date out there. It's the last day you can do anything. But they would like to get the assignment turned in well before then. And uh, whether that happens or not, like, who knows? But I, I think when you do, you if you're able to make an early trade, then what if another trade comes up that's, that helps your team as well? You know, so you can start getting the ball rolling on what your team is and what they're going to look like. But then you can throw in another piece or two. And yeah. That I, I honestly think that you know the Kings would like to to move. If going to move, they'd like to do it now. They'd like to as quickly as possible. Let's sell forty five games to to get these guys together. Let them build some chemistry and everything else. But you know it takes two to tango in the league, and it's not always easy to get a deal done when some of these guys are looking for the best possible deal that they can possibly make, and that usually requires a clock being being on the clock to make a deal like that. And and James, just if you can speak to the aspect of you know the other aspect that I talked about is like feels like the the team like guys that are secure here they're not going nowhere but just the uncertainty of if these guys enjoy or don't enjoy I think they all enjoy each other but you know say person they don't like if they're not going to be here you know in two weeks it feels like bothering those guys just to, that's that's what I'm reading what I'm saying they're trying to tell them, like they. People who are going to, who are solidified. I don't know if they like them to you of what's going on. Well, I would agree. I would say Brent Fox is probably, it's a little different. Fox Fox looks like some, he just went, you know, pounds with somebody. That's like it this way. He's just beat up. He's, uh, he's been carrying boring load for this all season. And we're doing the hiccup. And, and like, if you look back historically, De'Aaron Fox has always had a hiccup. He's always had a small uh, stretch of games where he doesn't look himself. But I expect him to, to like pull right out of this, uh, watching a guy like round court and go up for a, what was probably going to be like a two handed and just throw the ball up in the air. It just doesn't make any sing from Fox, except that it does. It looks like he's beat up and not only is he physically 100%, but I think he's, he's also like mentally fatigued and I will see him come out. His body already looks like it's starting to recover. Um, because last night he looked more like himself as far as, just the athleticism, the defense, the defense, the the way being on the court, but mentally you can tell that like he's a little beat up. And like to your point, him and Harrison Barnes are close, you know, and him and a lot of players on this close. They've been together for you know, if there's anyone that De'Aaron's been with for like on this team for years, it's Harrison. Um, you know, he he got traded there what in in uh, De'Aaron's second season, mm-hmm. so they've been together like for most of this time. And there is a lot of love and a lot of respect between those guys. Like it, the Foxes know how much Harrison Barnes means to the team and means to 
the community and means to what they've built here. And, you know, they, they've never wanted him gone. Um, and so if he is traded, it's a, it's purely a basketball move. It's because they need to get better and that's a position where they can get better at. But like I told you guys, if, if they don't have to move Harrison Barnes, if there's a way to somehow go get Kyle Kuzma for a package that doesn't include Harrison Barnes, I think that a lot of people would be fine with that as well. As long as you're getting better as a team and, you know, having Harrison Barnes as like one of your three guys off the bench, probably be a pretty good team. Well, let's, let's stay with that line of thinking hammer, not Kyle Kuzma, but Trey Lyles. Is there, I know a lot of Kings fans have talked about it today. Is there a, a, a case to be made for Trey Lyles starting and Harrison Barnes coming off the bench? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I continue to say the same thing when it comes to this question. Um, I, I like Trey Lyles a lot. Like, you guys know that. I, I tweet out about Trey Days. I talk to Trey all the time. Um, he's always reading a new book. I'm always checking in to see what book he's reading. Um, he's a good dude. I know how much he wants to be in Sacramento, how much he loves Sacramento, how much he's felt like this was his basketball home that he had been searching for forever. Um, but at the same time, like Mike Brown's defense is very specific. It's a switching defense and it's a nonstop switching all day long. And the fact that you have two forwards and Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray that are defensively switchable, that can guard each other's man at any time. That's, that's why Harrison Barnes continues to start. And I don't think that while Trey Lyles is, is, uh, he's fine defensively. He's not great, uh, but he can hold his own. He's not that type of defender. He's more of a four or five than he is a three, four or a four, three. Uh, and I don't even think he can play the three. So I get what Mike's doing there. And I also would say like, you got to, at some point you got to think about value. And even if Harrison Barnes has a bad night, you know, we're talking about a guy who started, I don't know how many games straight now, um, but it's in the, it's in the hundreds. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there could come a point of if this just keeps going like this where you do have to make a move, but I think Mike is going to try to keep mixing in Trey, going to Trey for longer minutes, just like what we've seen from Malik Monk playing longer minutes. And then I think he's going to try to steal minutes, steal minutes with guys like uh, Juan Toscano Anderson or or players like that, like the Keon Ellis's of the world where you can mix and match rotation. So if Harrison isn't holding down the fort, Again, worry about who's finishing the game. Worry and worry about who's playing the most minutes. Don't worry about who's starting and who's not, because this starting lineup is still one of the best in the league. Like there's still like a plus twelve per one hundred possessions on the season. I think the, like before last game they were top five five man uh, lineup in the league in in uh, point differential. And like this is a good starting lineup, even if they aren't playing at this, the level that everyone should be playing at. Hmm. Is um, the, the whole theme of today seems to be uh, Lassie. You know, they're talking mm-hmm. to us. We're trying to figure out what they're saying. What, what, it, what are you saying, boy? <laughs> girl, that's <laughs> right. What are you saying, girl? <laughs> We're trying to figure out what they're Aaron saying. Aaron fell down a well. We've got to go save him. <laughs> De'Aaron did fall down a well here, yeah. <laughs> Do you think Mike was, was Mike talking to us when JTA got those first mm. quarter minutes? Man. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, look, Mike and and Juan Toscano Anderson have a long history together. 
Like he's here for a reason. He's here because Mike wanted him to be on the roster during training camp. He wanted him on the roster during summer. Like this is a guy that he has faith in. It's a guy that he has familiarity with. He's a guy that if nothing else, you know that he's going to bring energy, right? And, and that's, again, look why he's played Keon Ellis. It's about energy. It's about changing the the dynamic of, of what's happening on the court, bringing something new to the table. And um, I think maybe it was a little bit of a shot uh, to bring Juan Toscano Anderson in, but I, I'd also, like, look, he's on a 10-day contract, and he might be on a second 10-day contract, but his 10-day contracts will run out before the trade deadline. And so, like, there's only so much they can do here. They can come back around to him after we get past February 8th, but the Kings are going to, the management team on this this squad, they're going to value that open roster spot above everything else. So you can't rely too much on, on JTA because there's just no way for him to be here unless... You make all of your big trades right now, open up a roster spot, and then go sign him, and and you ignore the fact that Keon Ellis probably deserves that spot before he does. And so I, I think it's going to be complicated there, but I, I do think that you know as long as they can have him around, Mike's probably going to like go to him when he can. And yeah, sometimes it is proving a point. It's just to say, look, that guy's doing what I want you to do. If you're going in the game, I need you to be disruptive. I need you to get deflections. I need you to just try your hardest the whole time you're out there because if not, I'm going to go to someone else. Hmm. I I think there's a there's a there's a lot to there's a lot more to talk about there. Uh and we will. Thankfully James isn't going anywhere. As a matter of fact, we'll be your pregame show today. We'll take you all the way up uh to the Sacramento Kings and the Charlotte Hornets. We'll talk more with our insider James Ham with Dylan KC. Brought to you by Sky River Casino returns here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, Kings basketball coming up here in just 20 minutes. This Mike, is a, Mike look good today. This is a uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice suit you got on today. 
He had a nice suit on yesterday. I just think Mike looks weird in suits. He's a big dude. This is a, so. a in Charlotte. This is a D'Lo special. Seven o'clock starts. It's, oh. it's, it's supposed to be seven o'clock. That's, that's what time. It's what time God intended. Seven. Games to start. Only devils Prime start at seven thirty. Prime time, baby. Nothing good happens at a seven thirty start time. Philly and uh, the Kings are going to start at seven thirty. Yeah, that's on, horrible. On Friday. Well, that, that's not seven thirty our time. Yeah, that's that's yeah, fine. It's four thirty. It's good. I prefer four, but four thirty is fine. When the when the Kings start like really getting them national TV games on Friday night, those will be seven thirty starts. All right. Mm. Well, maybe we don't need to get that good. Just let's, <laughs> let's win games, but only to the point of seven o'clock starts, or when be be so good that the Kings go. No, we're not starting at seven thirty. We're starting at seven. And, oh, Let's whatever, you, whatever you guys want, Sacramento. Bring yeah, if starts. those games they can't be Monday through Thursday. I can't do that. Yeah, the seven thirty because then awful. I never ever get out of there, and then the next morning I'm like dragging into the studio. What about like, what about good. this situation where, uh, like, if they get on Wednesday night basketball, a five o'clock start? Mm. Warriors are playing at home tonight at five. Yeah. Isn't it, is it five thirty? Yeah, five thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm wow. fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. We'll, I got plenty of time to get down there. We'll miss it, but <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm for James. James gets the mm-hmm. James go game. We'll we'll be on one of them just like we will be today, so watching the basketball game. We're here. Yeah, be indeed. home by like nine thirty. That'd be amazing. <laughs> five o'clock. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Five thirty home game. Yeah, that is tough. A Wednesday, a Wednesday primetime game. That's 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 pretty tough. I'm I'm anxious to see what that arena looks like. Quiet. And it's quiet anyways. It's quiet when it's full. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, we talked about all of the the shuffling in the lineup. I mean, we, we were talking about Juan Toscano-Anderson minutes ago and how Juan Toscano got a 10-day yesterday and immediately played in the first quarter of a Sacramento Kings game. And, of course, that's the ultimate. Well, Mike is pissed. He's he's all over the place with this lineup. I don't, outside of the Duarte Herder stuff, because that's that's new. We didn't see that last year. I feel like this quite a bit last year as well, where he tries to find Mark, and it would be, you know, Davis would play for a stretch of games, and then he would, you know, he would just find different guys to play different, and they'd play five six game stretch. They'd magically fall out of favor. Sometimes why? Sometimes you wouldn't. But he was going to try to find something. My question is, Hammer, what the hell is Mike looking for? Yeah, okay, so on the show, um, Kyle and I, we talked about this a little bit. That's the insider and I said, 12 here on ESPN 1320. That's right. Uh, and I told Kyle, like, look, I, I think this might be a game where, number one, he goes back to Chris Duarte. I, I, he goes back to uh, to Kevin Herter. Uh, I said, I also kind of looked at the game that Keon Ellis had last night, and I kind of feel like it's possible he goes back. Uh, or on what was it Sunday night? I, I said it's, I, I think it's possible he goes back to Keon Ellis. And hey, uh, I also think it's possible that he's had enough of watching Devell McGee play, and he's going to go back to Alex Lynn. And sure enough, you know, I looked at the sample sizes before, and the problem that we have here is that if you want to stay in the lineup, then perform. Mm. That's it. Like go out there, do the job you're asked to do. And perform, and it, it doesn't have to be, you know. We had the same thing last year with Chemezi Metu. Chemezi would have a great run of games, and then all of a sudden you could see Chemezi start to do some things that didn't make any sense. 
all of a sudden, the, didn't he have eight three pointers in one game? Didn't he have eight threes in like, didn't he have eight shots in the first quarter? And everyone like, oh man, you're done. Like that's that's the last we're seeing of you. Like unless you hit all eight of those, you you're getting a big old hook because that's not who you're supposed to be on the court. And like I've been tracking what Davion Mitchell had done over his six games, mm-hmm. just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like I, sorry, it, it just like he had a couple of games where he came in. I thought he was impactful. It didn't matter about scoring, but then it starts to snowball and he becomes less and less effective. And that's why he goes back to Keon Ellis. And I think the same thing about Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte had that great game where he had 12 points and seven rebounds. Uh, I think four of his rebounds were offensive. Three of them went for putbacks. Uh, did you guys realize he didn't have a another rebound in the next three games? Just none. Zero. Jeez. And and so you look at what they're doing, and it's like, hey, he gave you an opportunity, and you didn't take it. And five or six games for Mike is where he kind of cuts the line like, okay, I gave you a shot, and now I'm going to go back to what I'm used to. And I also, in doing that, I may have motivated the other guy to come back in and take his job and and be ready and play hard when I do call on him. And so I don't know that it feels all that good for, for players all the time, but I'll tell you, if you're one of those, you know, last year it was like one or two, right? One position, maybe a half position of the rotation. This year, we got like three dudes who put themselves in this situation all the time where Mike needs to make a change and it's not one or two. And it might even be more than that. Like it's probably more like four because I think Harrison has put himself in this position too. And Mike just doesn't have somebody to replace him. And, you know, again, we can talk about the Trey Lyles thing all we want, but at the end of the day, like they don't have another guy who's a starting caliber, small forward that can play 30 plus minutes a night. And until they do, Harrison is probably going to keep getting that opportunity. Um, But the other guys, okay, I do have somebody else and I'm going to switch it out and I'm going to like try to motivate the team in a different way or motivate specific players in a different way because realistically this team is built around De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Keegan Murray, and Malik Monk. The rest of them, like though you you have to earn your keep and it's maybe it'll be five game stretches, maybe it'll be six or 10 or whatever, but you got to earn your keep. So earlier, Damon, you talked about like um, these guys being uncertain of their role, and that could deal with the performance. And and I I get that those things happen in sports, right? Like you, you just get an opportunity, and you don't know what your role is. You're a little hesitant or whatever. And we never got back around to it, but this is a good time. I feel like in this situation, if I was a player, Mike Mike wouldn't have to tell me what. He's looking for. It's clear as day. If I want to play, defend and rebound. Mm. It's clear as day. And if you do that, you get your shots, all that stuff will fall back into play. But play with a certain pace on on offense. You know, look to push the push the ball and play team basketball. But if you want to play, defend and rebound. That would be your ticket. That would be your ticket to get more playing time. And I, I think that's what he's searching for right now. Somebody that consistently will defend and rebound for this team. Because we saw last night, I think last night there was only the four guys in double figures. 
right? I think. That's it, yeah, that it, which it was a it was a part I found concerning. And they scored uh, yeah, one, it was the big four. Yep. And they scored one thirty one. Let's say Domas has twenty seven instead of thirty seven. You know, maybe you get to you'll get to one twenty. You I got four guys that'll get me to one twenty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need some people that are going to defend and rebound, and I think that's the key to getting on that court consistently. You had I'm sorry, James. You had no go for it. Four points with the two guys in trade discussions. Yeah. You had four points if you make it the three guys in trade discussions. But the other one, I'm trying to be fair to Davion, he didn't play. But but to Casey's point, look at what Trey Lyles did, and it it's not always about scoring. No, he did he and, he, he did a lot. And in Herder's defense, he did too. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he but yeah. Like at some point, and we was talking about this earlier. At some point, for Kevin, that's not a that's, bro. You you got to score. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're oh, a no, three totally. point shooter. Like yeah, it, it's totally. great that you're. Re- it's great you're not invisible. Man, you gotta you gotta knock down this three, boy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you do. Well, I, and then especially if you got another gaping hole in the starting lineup, then you have yeah, to hit shots. Yeah. If yeah. if if I don't, we'll just say Harrison because he's the other, the other starter. If he was consistently, not like what his stats say, but consistently giving you like 11, 12, you could wait a little while longer for Kevin Herter. Mm. But because both of them aren't, aren't giving you nothing, I guess with Herter, you, you don't have time to wait. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that they haven't just swapped Herter and Harrison Barnes um, in their offensive set. So, like the forwards wings are supposed to run to the corners. Right. And then a lot of times it's those guys who are getting left out in the cold. They're not getting the ball back. And I'm kind of wondering why they haven't moved Kevin Herter into that corner spot until he finds a way to heat back up and let Harrison Barnes be part of like the two man game and, you know, sort of the rotation around the top, because I, I don't know if you guys are looking Harrison Barnes still shooting 41% from three. He's just not shooting it. He's just not taking any shots. And I I think the Kings, it's it's on De'Aaron Fox. It's on Demonis Sabonis. It's on Malik Monk to try to find a way to get these guys going. And I know all of them can score themselves, but sometimes it's about saying, okay, how do I find a way to get Harrison Barnes two extra shots tonight? How do, or maybe three extra shots. How do I find a way to get him rolling? Because they're a better team when Harrison is playing well. They are. And it it's not just about like, okay, the four of us are going to have to carry this thing the whole way. Like I look at the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks have two players and that's it. Like you look at their stats from last night. That's it. They got two dudes and nothing else. That's not how the Kings are built. They got two dudes. They got a third guy who's up and coming. And then they got a, another guy off the bench, so now they're up to four dudes. But those other guys, they have not been bad players. I mean, Kevin Herter was the third leading scorer on this team last year. He averaged 15.2, and Harrison Barnes was right behind him. Like, these guys were actually really good players for the Kings last year in this all-in-together four-man, I mean, uh, like six-man, seven-man rotation that everybody scores and everybody has a good time. I don't know what broke and, and how this has happened, but, like, it's on those other guys to try to figure it out as much as it is for Harrison Barnes to figure out why not only does he not get any shots, but he doesn't even touch the ball. He doesn't like, look at his usage is nothing. And his usage is so much lower than any point in his career. And you're like, Oh, well he's not passing the ball. He doesn't have any assists. It's like, 
because he's not touching the ball. That's it. He's not getting the ball at all. So Herter is a different story. He's had plenty of opportunity to find find himself. You just need to like like shooters go through this, but this is a long one. This is a long stretch. I don't know what the answer is, man. I don't know what the answer yeah. is for any of these guys. You just, I guess, you just hope the shots start to fall for Kevin Herter, and he gets into one of those rhythms where, you know, you, you starting the clock tonight now would be a great time. Hey, man, Kevin Herter shot, you know, forty four percent from three over the course of the last ten games, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, playing well at the start of a five game road trip. Hey, let's go. Let's work with it. Again, it's great you're doing all the other stuff, man, but 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 hit those shots because they're going to be there for you every single night. Mm-hmm. Every single yeah. night they're going to be there for you. Well, that I want to pull up this uh, scout recycler in the in the chat says, Kings can't afford to have two starters get nothing. And the fact is that the Kings can't afford to have two starters get absolutely nothing because they keep winning games even though they have two starters getting absolutely nothing. But if that's the way you're going to be built – then those two dudes need to be incredible off the charts defenders. Like they've got a, you need Matisse Thibel. You need, you know, name that guy that, that the Danny greens of the world that just sure on occasion, they, they get on a heater and they knock down a bunch of threes, but their purpose in the lineup is to support those other guys by playing phenomenal defense. And that's why I think you're looking at, Herter and Barnes being mentioned in all of these trades because like, look, if this is how we're built, then I don't need you to be a guy who shoots 40%, but never shoots. I need you to be a guy who can lock down somebody and, or who can block shots to support uh, a Sabonis who can stop an inline drive from happening. So your center doesn't get caught in rotations all the time and pick up fouls. That's where you're going to see this team really change and morph. It's that, They've gotten to the point where four players are so good that those other pieces that are coming in can look way different than they do. And it's why Keon Ellis keeps getting an opportunity because he can at least bring defense and energy and hit an occasional three. And and he fits into what's happening on the court. So well, what do you uh what do you think is gonna happen tonight in Charlotte, man? Do you have any you have any read on this team at all? A better one than mine right now, because I I actually think they're gonna play they're gonna play well in this game for whatever reason. Um, but you just I guess you never know with the squad. I'm gonna say that I agree with you that they look at what's ahead. That the last thing you want to do is go on a five game road trip and come back one and four with your first win mm-hmm. being the first one, mm-hmm. um, because it gets a lot tougher after tonight. You got Philly. What do we got? Philly, um, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Milwaukee. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, and Phoenix is playing better than they were before. Like, this is a dangerous, dangerous, um, like, five-game road trip that if you don't survive it, like, the next road trip is, what, seven games? And of the seven, like, like five of them, six of them are winnable. This is not that road trip. Like, you got two winnables up front, and then you got three tough ones on the way out the door. You know, that last game on a road trip is always tough. Um, and and just the way the flight and everything is of this road trip, it's going to be a little brutal. So you got to take care of this one because it only gets harder from here. Oh, well, that's great, James. That's just fantastic. <laughs> just fantastic. Uh, of course, the 
um, said the Pelicans, the Hornets uh, have a ton of players out tonight. P.J. Washington uh, is out tonight. There was actually something on Hoops Hype this morning about uh, Charlotte's not interested in trading. Oh, it's like, oh, I, I understand that. How about P.J.? Uh, yeah, PJ. How about anyone else on your team? How about PJ and a Martin twin? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Cody's James doesn't even care which one. Just give me a Martin twin. I know you pick. I don't. Cody's the one in uh, Charlotte, right? I think it's oh, James doesn't think care. So. Just give me. Just I give don't. Me one of them. James he's is- out tonight, but oh no, he's he's questionable tonight. Uh, whichever Martin twin it is, questionable he's questionable because Monty's on the road trip trying to get a deal done. There it is. Mm. Oh, oh, I see you now working. we're talking. No, no I'm, I'm literally making stuff up. Please don't do nothing. Yes. Now you're just making stuff yeah. That's what happens. If you become a breaker, you, you can't Well, it doesn't matter if to... I'm a newsbreaker or not. People don't take me seriously. You print it in The Athletic, and it's the gospel. We talk about it here for three days, and it's like, oh, goodness. How about that? All right. Whatever, man. Imagine that. I said, I guess we, I guess we got to tweet more. I guess that's how it works. Uh, uh, you know, did you thought De'Aaron um, was look a, a little, a little better last night? I thought he was still a. I, I thought it was funny. I thought I was watching. Like he still looks off. Like he looks a step slow, and he still looks than everyone on the floor. Like he can. Like he's man. Like yeah, uh, do it. Look, he just beat three guys. No, but you know, it's still not right though. It's like he didn't beat him by enough. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I know I know you feel like he's kind of kicking out of this a little bit, but any any thought that maybe he should he should chill? Set one, load man. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard uh, disjoint. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely think it's you're starting to I mean, you hope that he pulls through it. And again, they track everything and they may see something that we don't, or they may see what I saw in the last game. Like I think I saw what you saw, but I think more it's the mental side that I think he's he'll he's still trying to like shake out of, like just being in a downswing. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those games where you probably see a big bounce back from him, and then we forget that he just had like a lull and that he looked like he was exhausted. Um, you know, you'll you'll find a way to get this guy time uh, in between games when you can, and I, I'm sure they're working hard to to make sure that he's um, you know he's in the best health that he can be. Uh, but also remember that the road is a different place. And for guys like, you know, De'Aaron that are pretty quiet and kind of homebodies, uh, when they're on the road, they spend a lot of time just relaxing and, and doing their stuff, like hanging out in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes this can be easier than being at home, you know, to heal up, uh, even though the travel and everything else, it's it still, it doesn't matter. Like getting away focusing, uh, like having all of that, the outside stuff, um, you know, it can be easier when you're on the road and just kind of, you know, regain your focus. One guy who doesn't need to regain his focus is uh, Domas Sabonis. Let's just keep mm-hmm. that going. Yeah. This guy, this guy's dominating right now, man. Let's keep that up. I mean, and if he does, James, he might actually get attention. Yeah, settle down. Oh, well, right. you know, he does have a Netflix series starting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. actually yeah, but the 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 push notification was LeBron James, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, and others. <laughs> they probably was they it. Probably, yeah. They probably look at uh, Domas like the Mariota. Uh, he's probably. almost out of the league. So. Uh, that, that that tough story there in Sacramento. <laughs> Domas, how are how are you dealing with being in Sacramento? 
you know what's what's crazy is he's he's scoring he's rebounding the like all of his numbers are skyrocketing across the board mm -hmm. and he's over 20 points a game um uh, he can't, he comes in tonight at 20.1 he's leading the league in rebounding at 12.8 he's up to 7.8 assists per game over his last 13 games he's at like 9.6 assists um like all of his stats are are on the rise and just what he's doing is is remarkable the fact that the kings are losing these games the way they do it's a disservice to him mm. because it's taking the focus off the fact that this this team is 8 games over 500 if they were 8 games over 500 but all of their losses were close close losses like he would be getting so much more notoriety it, that's just the way it goes like the fact that they let off the gas and they have these moments where they become sort of the laughing stock, even if it's just for one night. Um, it still it, it kind of leaves that it lingers a little bit. So, yeah, man, this is a the Kings found a a gym. Like he is an absolute joy for for this franchise. Just such a, a lunch pail dude, and you know he's a guy that is perfect to build around. I don't care what anyone says about him not being able to block shots. Go trade for a shot blocker. Go get him a shot blocker to play alongside him. Pretty sure he's only like, do whatever one. you can to do it. Give up all the picks, whatever it is. Go find somebody that can support him, and and like sort of fill the voids in what he does because everything else he does is amazing. Pretty sure there's only one dummy complaining about his shot blocking. <laughs> um, yeah, knowing Domas a little bit, are you surprised he agreed to do this? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think maybe his agent had talked him into it a little bit. You know, I think the same thing with De'Aaron. I think De'Aaron probably would have done something like this, maybe, but it would have taken a lot of prodding. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's good for him that this is where, that he's allowing himself to be seen in this light, you know, to open your doors because he's very different than like the, the like stoic, like super stern look that you see on his face all the time during a game. He's very, very different than that. You know, he's kind of like a like a big kid. Like he's he's goofy. He does funny things all the time. I mess with him because he's always every single day he's messing with the temperature in the room. Like he's he's the guy who messes with the uh, the thermostat. Um, like he, he's never just been a, more relatable. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, I, he also just so you know he wears flannel. Yeah, he does. Uh, like on occasion. I don't know. <laughs> It's just, really expensive flannel. I'm just gonna but... <laughs> burn this when I get home. I love it. Try, try to step out once and just get heckled for going on five hours over it. Man, that's hurtful. Yeah. And we gotta... no, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, you know, again, I'm excited excited because I think anytime you can uh, let your guard down and let somebody in in and show that other side of you, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'll be watching yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, 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 I thought he'd probably be more comfortable in a setting like that versus you know in a recording setting, a relaxed setting, like a non-post game setting, uh, stuff like that. I, I, I thought that probably fits him a little, a little better, a little more in control of those. I, he talks so fast when he talks to you guys. When he talks to you guys, because I feel like he just wants to get it over. He's intense. Yeah. Get this over yeah. as quickly. Do, I'm not here for that. Hey, what'd you guys talk about in your 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 meeting with the coaches? That's none of your business. I'll keep that. To he myself. didn't say that. Yeah, it's between us. Kick rocks, Jake. Jake, I just I keep that to myself, Jake. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about it. Just something we'll keep as a team. 
Was that your Domas right. impression? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, we're back to no. We're back now. James Domas, that was Domas. Don't co-sign. You're not co-signing, <laughs> are you? Not he, got, co- he, got, he got me to stop editing. Okay. He, no, he he, he's, talk, he's talking. He's talking fast enough, but the, like the voice, the sound's not there. But he's talking fast enough. We got to work on the voice, but the sound, like he's just blah, 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 like, like he's got it. Yeah, it's let's, staccato. It, keep, it comes at you quick. Let's let's yeah. keep working on that one a little bit more. We're gonna I see the vision. We're going to go watch Kings basketball. <laughs> That's a lie. We're going to go do a radio show on 102.5 if you want to join us. Uh, if you want to run it back while you're watching Kings basketball, you could do that next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings like the beam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.